are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. As you're watching me on YouTube, those of you watching me on YouTube, look down there. That's what you can call me. Call me Sully. This episode is being dropped on the 16th day of September 2021. We're going to be looking at the wild card races and tipping our hat to a team you wouldn't expect to be tipping your hat to at this point. That's the Colorado Rockies who decided to show up not as contenders, but as spoilers. And I'm bringing back Paul Holden from Lockdown Rockies as we both have some interesting ideas of why the Rockies are playing a little more relaxed. And if you break down the season, they're actually a better team than you think they are. Meanwhile, you're seeing the A's performed an absolute miracle tonight. And we're going to check on those late games on the West Coast that ended while you were probably sound asleep. This show is available on the free and easy-to-use Odyssey app. We're also available wherever you get your podcast. And if you're using your smart device, please, please, please be sure to tell it to play podcast Locked On MLB. You want to check us out on Twitter? Well, that's our, where we are right there, Locked On MLB Pods. If you want to follow me, I'm your pal Sully. I'm on Twitter at Sully Baseball. Right there, you can read it right there. It's Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Why is it different on Instagram? I'll tell you why. Someone else already took Sully Baseball. Go figure. Hey, um, I want to bring this up. First of all, foremost, the A's held on to a lead. I don't want us to gloss over that because I'm convinced there is no lead that that bullpen can hold. You take a look at the A's for the last about month or so, right around the time they crept up to within a game and a half of the Houston Astros. And I can right now, without even opening up baseballreference.com, the single greatest website in history of planet Earth, I can think of four, maybe even five games where they had a four-run lead or more relatively deep into the game, and they lost all those games, including a game the other day where they were losing, they were winning six-nothing, six-nothing against the Kansas City Royals team that already waved the white flag, and they blew it. Well, today, they were winning at one point 12-5. 12-5. And the Royals got a run here, a run there. And I looked up, and the Royals had the bases loaded. The score was 12-9, to I believe, at the time. And I did the math in my head and said, huh, if they hit a grand slam... That's a walk-off Grand Slam, and they would have lost yet another game where they scored an outrageous number of runs and the bullpen couldn't hold it. And just again, I can think of four games right off the top of my head. I'm sure A's fans, Jason Burke of Lockdown A's, is probably uh, having a conniption fit. Listen to his podcast. He's actually in Disneyland because he had to go to someplace that was more relaxing for an A's fan, which ironically is Anaheim. But let's just take of those four games – Let's flip two of them. Okay, every team's going to have disastrous losses, all right? Every team's going to have a game or two where they're like, how did we lose that game? I call those the teeth grinders. 
Every team has a teeth grinder once in a while. Let's just say flip two of those games. The game where Marcus Simeon hit the grand slam walk-off and the game against the Rangers where they were up 6 nothing early. Let's just flip those two. They can lose that other game to Toronto and they can lose that game this week to the Kansas City Royals. Okay, just those two games. If we flip those two games into the win column, the A's would be a game and a half out. Right now, as I'm recording this, it's late on Wednesday evening. I've been recording this. They're three and a half out. At this point in the season, when you only have like 15, 16 games left, the difference between a game and a half and three and a half is a lot. And it might be the difference between the A's making it to the wild card game and the A's playing golf. It's a shame because this is an exciting A's team. This is a fun A's team. This A's team I picked to win the West. One of the reasons I picked them to win the West is because I didn't trust the Houston Astros starting pitching. And the Astros have not exactly been playing like the 1927 Yankees. I mean, they won tonight. They clobbered the Texas Rangers as well. They should. But they've been, you know, they've done okay. But they've not been great. And the fact of the matter is they're a vulnerable team. And if the A's played better down the stretch, they would be in the run for the division as well as the wild card. So, anyway, that didn't happen. I mean, the A's won today. And so, I mean, technically they're still in it. But it's going to get tough because you get that three-way scrum at the top. The Toronto Blue Jays dust themselves off from the, the shutout that was thrown at them by Tampa and give the Blue Jays a ton of credit. The Tampa Bay Rays came into town, the best team in the American League, and the Blue Jays took two out of three. They won this afternoon, six to three. Robbie Ray, another terrific game from him. And we're seeing that that scrum at the top of the American League wildcard is continuing. The Red Sox won a game in extra innings against the Seattle Mariners, and I no longer have to worry about that series anymore. And that was uh, Sox took two out of three from Seattle. And the Yankees had blew a lead late, but then came from behind against the Baltimore Orioles. And that's twice this week that a team that had no business losing to the Yankees had a lead late, and then the Yankees came back. Minnesota, where they're up 5 nothing against the Yankees, they wound up coming back from them. And today, where the Chad Green coughed up a go-ahead home run in the eighth inning, and the Yankees rallied back with two in the ninth. And give the Yankees credit. Yeah, they beat Minnesota, who stink this year. They beat the Orioles, who are historically bad. But you're supposed to beat those teams, especially when the Jays are playing a really good team and the Red Sox are playing a good team. You have to hold serve and win those games against the lousy teams. And the Yankees have had trouble beating some of those teams, including Baltimore. Remember, they lost two out of three at home to the Orioles just a week or so ago. So, you know, you got to give the Yankees credit. They found the ways to win those games where they look dead from the neck up. And so we have right now a virtual three-way tie in the American League wildcard. And if the Yankees win tomorrow, both Boston and Toronto are off tomorrow. If the Yankees win tomorrow against Baltimore, which they should, then they will be entering this weekend as 
the top American League wildcard team. Give them credit for all the stuff that has gone on, all the injuries, all the drama, everything like that, to get to this point in the season where they would be hosting a wildcard game, well, it shows a little something from them. And by the way, there's some other teams you got to make a little note to. Cardinals are now the team, the second wildcard team, the team that will have the honor of facing Max Scherzer probably in the wildcard game. The Cardinals have it all by themselves, and they won an extra inning game against the Mets the other day. They clobbered the Mets today, 11-4. John Lester, remember John Lester? Everyone, including your pal Sully, made fun of the Cardinals for acquiring John Lester, as if to say, what the heck are they doing? Well, he got the win tonight. Maybe the Cardinals weren't so dumb making a run for it. But let's also point out a couple of the teams. Oh, and the Phillies, who have just picked the absolute wrong time to go on a spiral, managed to have a walk-off win against the Chicago Cubs, but it might be too little too late. Now, let's point out two teams that I want to salute for showing up. The Pirates showed up. They beat Wade Miley, who was a dark horse in the Cy Young race, and they won today on Roberto Clemente Day when Defoe scored from second on a ball that didn't get out of the infield. Super hustle play to walk off the game against the Cincinnati Reds, who were on a massive tailspin right now. The Reds probably circled the Pirates on the calendar. Oh, that's going to be a couple of wins there. And the Pirates said, no, we're showing up. And I love that. I love that when teams show up, bad teams show up and say, hey, you're not necessarily going to win this. Okay. And another team that showed up won and beat the Braves a couple of games, including today in extra innings, and that's Colorado. And Colorado, you know, went into Atlanta. They've won a couple of games in Atlanta. And tonight, uh, Antonio Sanzatella has pitched really, really well. And, uh, you know, Tapia got a big hit, an RBI single. And next thing you know, the Colorado Rockies won themselves a game and are not letting the Atlanta Braves just walk over them. And in the second segment of tonight's show, or this morning's show, whenever you listen to it, uh, Paul Holden of Locked on Rockies is going to be here. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Rockies and the fact that they're a different team, especially since all the trade rumors are over. And maybe they're a team that's worth watching, especially at home. And maybe you can watch it on your TV. Maybe you can watch it on your device. And that look, does this sound familiar? You got one device that let you watch the game, another device that lets you watch your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. You got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. I want to tell you, there's a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package.
All right, welcome back. I'm very honored for those of you watching YouTube. Look who's right there. Look who's right there. Who is that? Who's that face Me. there? Was that face? <laughs> That's the face of Paul Holden of Locked on Rockies. Oh, Man, fan yeah. favorite. He is a fan favorite, Paul Holden of Locked On Rockies. How you doing? I'd love buddy? to hear that. That's that's big news. I'm I'm glad to be a fan favorite. I'm gonna I got to do my I got to keep it up. Yeah, I got to tell you one thing about the Rockies. Now, now, I confess I don't follow them as closely as you, but that'd be weird what? if I did. That'd be really. <laughs> gotta be honest with you. Like I follow every team, but mainly the Rockies. <laughs> but um, the Rockies have been doing a couple of things this year. One is they seem to be relishing their spoiler role that they they want to throw a monkey wrench in other people's playoff hopes and they've been a very good team at home they've been an outstanding team at home if they were only mediocre on the road they would be a wild card contender right now yeah it's 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 something that uh it's pretty wild i, I did the math not too long ago and this was a couple weeks ago i talked about it. if the rockies had just flipped the script on 10 games on the road and gotten a, a 10 game win streak and this was i think right after they had swept the padres they would have actually had overtaken the padres for the second wild card spot you know you can't change the the past but 10 wins in a baseball season is not a ton to ask for uh, uh when you really think about it and especially when you looked at the the road schedule that the rockies had uh, this month if 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 the rockies had an opportunity to make a run the the schedule favored them this month but not this year. <laughs> you know, the Rockies have, okay, against Los Angeles and the San Francisco Giants have had their way with the Rockies. There's no yeah. way, there's no two ways about that. Um, but you look at some other contenders, especially the San Diego Padres. The it's, it's quite possible that the Rockies would have torpedoed the chances for the Padres. If the, let me put it this way. If the Padres miss the postseason by a game or so, and pulling back the curtain, we're recording this on uh, Saturday the 11th, but you know we're we're dropping this in the middle of the week. But uh, the the Padres and Reds have essentially been playing uh, leapfrog for the last couple of months, and if the Padres miss the postseason by a game or so. They can easily look back at their time against Colorado and say, that's what did it. You, you have yeah. to. You absolutely have to, especially with the way the Padres uh, and the Rockies have matched up. I mean, you wouldn't think about it, but the Padres uh, have struggled mightily against the Rockies. In fact, when you go through, the Rockies have won. Uh, they, they've finished playing games uh, for this year. But the Rockies have out of their final, let's see, one, two, three, four, five games here. Uh, yeah, five games here. The Rockies won four of five against the Padres. And even right. going back then, it's 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 uh, six of seven, even further that with a big sweep of the Padres as well. I, I think you if the Padres miss the postseason, you have to look at the fact that they could not handle business against against the Rockies. And, and especially the big star for, for the Padres, especially is the Rockies. As bad as they've been on the road, the Padres has been the team that they've had the most success playing on the road against with two roads with few road series on the on the year for the Rockies. Two of those series wins comes in, in San Diego and in, in the in the second half of the year. Those are monster games for teams that are, are contending, especially when you have to deal with the Giants and the Dodgers. You have to you have to be better than the Rockies as like the Giants and the, and the Dodgers have been. 
Now, let me ask you, I wanted to just ask you this. In fact, I don't know the answer to this. I'm going to quickly run over to baseballreference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. And I want to just take a quick peek at the fact that uh, by the end of July, I had you on around the uh, trade deadline because right. I could not un- remember you were on and we could not understand why Trevor's story was still under the employ of the Colorado Rockies. Exactly. It, made, it made no sense to me. Uh, but an interesting, like this, as I said, the, this record may have changed because we're recording this on Saturday, but since the 29th day of July, just before the trade deadline, the Rockies have been uh, three games above 500. And that's in I a month. That's a month and a half of baseball where they've, they've played winning baseball. And I want to just throw this at you here. Do you think that has to do, at least any part of it has to do with the fact that the trade deadline had come and gone. They no longer were picking up the newspaper or going on Twitter and seeing, have I been traded to the Cardinals? I've been traded to the Yankees. I've been traded to the Phillies. And like, oh, I'm here. Okay. I know I'm going to be here the rest of the year. I don't have to worry about the wife because I mean, I remember I had on Aaron Dolan, who is the, um, the wife of Sean Doolittle, who is now pitching for the Mariners. I had her on the, my old podcast the day after Sean was traded from Oakland to Washington. Mm-hmm. And there are things that you and I don't think about right? when yeah. there's a trade made. She right. said the first thing she thought of was, I just bought avocados. But like, <laughs> you have to immediately find a new place to live. You have right. to immediately uproot yourself. If you have kids, are they in school? Are you going to stay with them in school? Are you going to go out with them? Are you going to be staying in hotels? It's a And, and it, it happens right away. Right. But these aren't baseball cards. This isn't your fantasy team. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, God, do I have to move? Do I have a dog? Mm-hmm. You know, do yeah, I have, exactly. do, do, do we just make a, I mean, did we just buy a house in Denver? Do we have to move? What the hell is going on? And mm-hmm. so I wonder if those anxieties removed may have helped them play winning baseball. I think you you nail it in the case of Trevor's story. I think we're seeing a closer Trevor's story that that the Rockies fans have known and loved, but that fans of baseball fans can expect uh, just in today's game. He makes a play where he dives over his side. He throws out a runner on first from his from his butt and he just launched one four hundred and forty one feet. I think. While the trade deadline and this year has been really tough for Trevor's story, I think what he told himself, because, he, you know, if you flash back, he takes himself out of the lineup the day after uh, the trade deadline, or I think the game of the trade deadline, one of the yes. two, he, he takes himself out of the lineup and just to process. And I, I think he just told himself in that moment, I get, you know, you know what? I need to get myself a little more right, make sure my elbow's okay, make sure I'm working, my swing's okay. Let's get these, let's, you know, let's, let's beef up the numbers a little bit to just make it so I already have a good case going into free agency. Let's go out and, and make it a better case because there were plenty of people, sure, that, that were like, oh, Trevor Story on the down year, but Trevor Story, uh, would, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, think, I can't remember if he got on, but had a, had a hitting streak after the trade deadline of double-digit games, had a, at least 13-game on-base streak as of last night. I, I can't remember off the top of my head if he reached base yesterday. Um, but And again, 
great defense. Now his arm is something I think uh, that is going to be the concern. He's made some bad throws this year that you really don't expect, but yeah, that does go back to, I think that elbow issue. I wouldn't be surprised if there's at least a something small with Trevor story in terms of, I don't know if it's surgery, but at least he's going to probably get looked at. I'm sure for that elbow, but uh, yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Once the trade deadline passed and, and Trevor story knew that he was finishing this chapter in Colorado, I think he just said, Hey, I'm going to go out and, and, and try to make myself, you know, the, the best case going into to free agency. And uh, I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I, I do wonder if the, the the solid performance from the Rockies and this good supporting cast that they if only, were, if only they had two years ago, uh, it makes him wonder at least a little bit to, to entertain an offer from the um, from the Rockies uh, this free agency. I don't think he stays, but I think that the door isn't maybe completely shut anymore. Yeah, I, I think you make a good point there, especially if these last few months are kind of fun. Yeah. If there's like, because he was part of that team in 2018 that came within one win of winning the National League West. And I think, look, it, I don't think they necessarily would have gone to the World Series, but who knows? If they were a division winner instead of having to play all those play in games, right? Uh, they may have been in a better position to go further than getting swept in the division series by Milwaukee. Either way, that was a, that was, I mean, you and I have talked about that team a couple of times. We've been on the show because you're a fan mm-hmm. favorite, but uh, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that was a really fun team right. in 2018 and filled with stars. And didn't they bring back Matt Holiday at the end as kind of yep. like he was at the end of his? He, yeah, he I, I Matt, remember that. Matt Holiday. He actually had a he didn't he, do a ton, he, but he had a couple of he, big moments still. Yeah, that's why I remember that. That that's because he came off the bench. He became kind of a valuable. It became more than a uh, uh, kind of like when the Red Sox brought Ellis Burks back in two thousand four and another former Blake Street bomber, right? And and who was a Red Sox during the late eighties and early nineties and. Uh, he was gassed when he came back. That was more of a ceremonial. Hey, Ellis Burks is on the team and he gets a ring. Right. But uh, but Holiday was actually a, a really good productive bat off the bench. Yeah. And it was kind yeah. of fun to see him, you know, back, back in the Rockies. In the postseason mix. Like Rockies back in the playoffs. We need Matt Holiday. Yeah. That was, uh, by the way, I have to just say, I'm not trying to bring up bad memories and everything like that. Matt Holiday, great player, had a wonderful, wonderful career. Um, uh, he his two biggest postseason highlights were classic bonehead moments that virtually no one remembers. In a critical moment, people forget in the 07 World Series, Red Sox swept the Rockies, but a couple of those games were close. Very, yeah. And the 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 Red Sox were only up by one run in game two, and they had Holiday on first and with two outs in the eighth inning, and Papelbon picked them off. Ugh, and picked yeah. him off like by a lot. It wasn't one of those let's check the tape situations. It was like, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> um, and that just completely torpedoed any attempt to come back. And later when he was a member of St. Louis and they were playing Los Angeles in the division series in, I believe it was 2009. I'm doing some of this from memory. The Cardinals were winning with, I think, two outs in the ninth inning or maybe one out. Again, from memory. And there was a fly ball, a flare to left field, and he just bad news bears it. It just stonk, uh, dropped it, and the Dodgers rallied to win the game. 
<laughs> yeah, they, it was one of those that opened up the floodgate and hit, hit, right, hit, yep. hit. And then Two uh, outs, and Cardinals, Cardinals wound up getting swept. And that was a Cardinals team that had uh, a healthy Wainwright and a healthy Carpenter. They had two aces right. that made you think, ooh, this could be a tough team. And like, well, too bad you got swept. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, you feel badly for that because, look, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Matt Holland. I never met the man. But from all accounts, he seems like a good man. He seems like right. a decent, you know, play. And, and I was like, this is too bad that this player got, yeah. you know, these are his two major highlights are, you know, getting picked off and being, you know, lupus dropping the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, you know, at least he's, at least he gets to say he was there. And I mean, he was part of a World Series win. Yeah, he did. Win, no, he, he was part of the World Series team that won because Nelson Cruz missed time to leave. <laughs> I'm so hey, cruel. I'm mean. I am mean. But uh, but I guess the point I'm saying is that like maybe they're look at. I I think Trevor Story is going to go elsewhere because someone's going to pull up a Brinks truck. Uh, and the fact that the Yankees are getting horrible defense, uh, from their shortstop right now makes me think that they would be like, we got to do something about this. I'm sure they're regretting not trading for him right now. I would that have shortstop to, is a gigantic hole on their team right now. Yeah, and I think a lot of teams would like John Gray as part of in their rotation too. I mean, it, it like I said, if, if that was the move the Rockies were going to make, I think that would have been a big splash, and 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 we could see. But you know, the Rockies have these kind of picked up some some players that have really performed well. Uh, CJ Crone has been incredible for the Rockies. He's great. I mean, every see like every two days he's like two or three hits and driving in three or four runs and it's and it's not all course. Crone has been a good player for them. Yeah, he's been a he, great pickup. He yeah he's been that's the thing he has been phenomenal honestly. I mean NL Player of the Month in in, in August. I mean he hits he really hits the ball. Uh, you know flashing back to 2018. Throw a CJ Crone in there and what does that do? Uh, you know for the you take Daniel Murphy out of the equation and you put an Ian Desmond out of the equation and you replace yeah. it with CJ Crone and you know that, there's a what if for you. Sensatella's well. done well recently. Yeah, you know yeah. the the Herman uh, Marquez bounced back last night mm -hmm. with a good performance. Still worry about Kyle Freeland here. He's got right. some great stuff, but. I, I think he he had a he came out with something with his hip. He did an injection. I think he's banged up at, right now at this point. I think he's just a little more hurt. I would shut him down. Yeah. If I were them, if I were them, I go ahead. We got three weeks. What, what are you gonna do? You know, you're not gonna you just cause a lot of damage there. But yeah, that's the thing. If it's a hip, and you know, he was pitching well in the the game that's going on right now while we're recording. Four innings, good. Three walks in a row, and then a push a drag bunt for a double for two runs after walking in a run. I mean, that that's just that's kind of classic Rocky stuff there too. But I'd rather we don't need Kyle Freeland to get super hurt. He 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 is a good pitcher. Uh, the, the you know he just needs to get that consistency and that that health consistency too. But right. yeah, the Rockies uh, have been much it's more fun. enjoyable in in the second half. They've been a much better team than. Everybody thought this year. I mean, I don't think there's many, myself included. I don't think there's very many people that had the Rockies outside of the bottom three teams in baseball post post Nolan trade and 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 spring training. For for them to be in this position uh, is is a positive. But in a ways, you know, you you do wonder. It's like with the draft picks and all that stuff. But I kind of go back to me as a fan and someone who has to watch the Rockies every day. I'm a little more. <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy. I'm not covering the Orioles. So sorry out there, Orioles fans, but you know, yeah. 36 wins for a bit there. 
is a bit rough and, and the road Rockies are, are sometimes hard enough to watch, but there are, there is more of a pulse to this team than I gave credit to at the beginning of the year. And especially with some players that we didn't know about until this point of the year. And especially with this young guy, Connor Joe, I mean, he, he is a really exciting young guy. He has done uh, in terms of coming off the bench and then being that player to just make an impact. Uh, he has done that. And if he can, if he can develop and I saw someone on Twitter be like, if he can just be a max Muncie, we would take that. I, you know, I think yeah. you don't, we're not looking for the moon, but we're just looking for someone that can consistently do uh, what he does at, at home. And, and he's a great present. The clubhouse loves the guy. I mean, and so there is, when you ask if, is it fun to be on the Rockies right now? I think that, I think it is fun to be on the Rockies right now, more fun than it was at the beginning of the year. And when that road record started going, because the second half has been a, a much better time for the Rockies. It hasn't been uh, perfect, but, but it's been much better. Two things to clarify. The voice you've been hearing belongs to Paul Holden of Locked on Rockies, and you can follow Locked on Rockies on Twitter at LO Rockies. The other thing to clarify is it's Connor Joe, not Immortan Joe, right. who is the villain in Mad Max Fury Road, the exactly. best film of the 2010s. I love that movie. Did you see they, they just pushed back the the Furiosa pre prequel? Whatever it is, I'm there. You have yeah, my money. Totally. Mad yeah. Max Fury Road, the best film of the 2010s. I and I was that. late to the game. I was a huge Road Warrior fan growing up. I came out when I was like 10. Mm -hmm. Road Warrior blew my mind when I saw it. I said, there's no way they're going to top it. And so I was late to the game on watching Fury Road. And I saw it in a practically empty theater because <laughs> it was out. It had been out for like four or five months. Right. And I think it had just been nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture. I said, man, I, I got to stop gotta go resisting this movie. <laughs> and I sat down and I'm alone in a movie theater in mountain view california and i yelp out holy s-h-i-t five times and i burst out in applause i'm in an empty theater there's like three other people right. there i'm not in the big like crowd everyone cheering and everything like that that's how great it is and i've seen it beginning to end three or four times mm -hmm. and it is the most if you have if you learn nothing from this discussion about the Colorado Rockies is that you should watch a seven-year-old movie. Yes, there you go. <laughs> it's exactly. Mad Max Fury Road, because <laughs> it's it's it, it just it's incredible. And you're incredible, Paul Holden. And thanks for being part of today's episode of Locked On MLB. Thank you as always, Sully. You know I'm always down to talk about the Rockies. And guess what? We're back, and we're better than ever as all eyes are on the gridiron. Teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With an updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 from football, baseball, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is your online sportsbook expert. Hey, let's talk a little bit about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store to stock all the auto parts that you need. 
why endure the pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait for the person behind the counter to order parts on the computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers and devices and access to rockauto.com at home or on the road. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 30 years. And the prices of Rock Auto have, they're reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. All right, while you were sleeping, a couple of games on the West Coast wrapped up. The Giants' winning streak came to an end as the San Diego Padres took the game 9-6. to six. It was a nine-game winning streak by the Giants, who put the aft-thrusters on to try to give themselves a better chance to win the division outright and avoid facing a one-game playoff with the wild card and also hoping to win the division so the Dodgers have to burn Max Scherzer in a one-game playoff. Well, the Padres, who were on a horrible tailspin, got four hits from Frazier, four hits from Tatis Jr., and they won the game 9-6. to six. And with that victory, they remain one game behind the St. Louis Cardinals for the second wild card spot. Uh, the Phillies won, so they remain three games back, and the Reds are a game and a half back. But in that critical division race, the Dodgers and the Giants are both going to probably win over 100 games. Dodgers are in the middle of a six-game winning streak. These two teams are just stampeding towards the end. Giants have 95 wins. The Dodgers have 94 wins. The Dodgers are two games behind the San Francisco Giants in the loss column. So they're a game and a half back and with about how many games left. I'm going to use my calculator here. I would, you would think I would have looked this up before I hit record, but what are you going to do? Uh, they have, Dodgers have 15 games left. 15 games left to close that gap with the San Francisco Giants and win yet another division title. Or it could be the Giants' turn to win the division and put the Dodgers in that uneasy place. And who knows? I mean, the Padres and the Reds have been in an absolute tailspin. Maybe the Cardinals are not the team you want to face. I don't know. Either way, if the Dodgers put Max Scherzer on the mound, I don't care if they put the 98 Yankees or the 1927 Yankees or the big red machine on, they're not going to beat Max Scherzer. So there we go. Another day of baseball is going on. We got a Thursday slate, which is usually a little lighter because there's going to be some teams traveling. Uh, the aforementioned Rockies are going to try to be spoilers again as they take on the Braves. The Reds want to dust themselves off and maybe win a game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates have other ideas. The A's want to see how many runs they could fork over and how big a lead it takes to not give their fan base a heart attack. And that's probably not going to happen. They're probably going to take a 20-run lead and win tomorrow 21-19 to against the Kansas City Royals. The Angels and the White Sox are facing off. 
The Padres and the Giants also have an afternoon game. It's going to be interesting to see if the Padres can make it two in a row. The Giants do have something to play for. The Yankees have something to play for. They want to be the lead team in the wildcard hunt. They have an afternoon game, Montgomery against Ellis in Baltimore. The Cubs and the Phillies are playing each other. The Phillies are hanging on for dear life while the Rays are taking on the Tigers. And while that looks like a mismatch, what are we saying about mismatches? Alexander is pitching against Head. That's not Doyle Alexander, by the way, pitching for the Detroit Tigers. That would be Tyler Alexander, who I don't think is related to Doyle Alexander. If he is, let me know, at Sully Baseball on Twitter. And only one other game going on, the All-Texas game, Otto versus Valdez, Rangers, and Astros. So, talking about the A's finally being able to hold on to a lead, some wild games out west. And the Colorado Rockies saying, we are not going to take this line down. This has been Locked On MLB for the 16th day of September 2021. I'm yours, Paul Francis Sullivan. Why am I hesitating right now? I'm hesitating right now because I'm supposed to bring up one last ad. And your pal Sully mistakenly closed the window. This is a little inside baseball. I'm probably not supposed to be saying this, but I'm going to say it right now because that's how honest I am. And you can call me Sully. Hey, betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Smooth.